It's more than just your output, more than a bike. When you hear your shout out, you know it's all right. Put on your magic pants and let's go. We're cruising into the power zone. Clip in, set yourself free. Come on and take a ride with me. You know what you need to know and what's it all about. Welcome to the Clip Out, episode 93. This is Crystal O'Keefe. And this is Tom O'Keefe. Hi. How's it going, Good. stranger? And you? <laughs> this is our first time seeing each other all week. It is. I literally just walked in the door. I've been in LA all week. Yeah. For work stuff. Fancy pants. Yeah. Hi. Hi. We, like, we literally, like, I pulled in the driveway and we walked right downstairs and we started recording. That's our dedication. So We love you guys. Yeah. So, I, uh... I went to the to the uh, to the comedy store last night. You probably couldn't tell. I could because I'm what because of the hoodie I'm wearing that mm-hmm. says comedy store. Mm-hmm. Might have been a tip off. Mm-hmm. It's a good thing I'm not a cheater. I would be very bad at it. You would mm-hmm. catch me right away. Yeah, I mean, I guess if you bring home hoodies from the comedy <laughs> store, I don't even want to know what you'd bring home from cheating. <laughs> <laughs> I was there all by my lonesome, and so they put me at a table with another, like, a a three-top. They're like, here, you sit with these people now. So I ended up, uh, because it's L.A., I ended up sitting next to the guy who was the editor for Iron Man 3. Lucky bastard. So. Well, I'm jelly, but I'm glad you're back. I am glad to be back, too. It was a long week. It's not like a real job, though. I like I had to go to conferences where like I listened to guest speakers like Nikki Six and George Clinton and Dave Kroll. Yeah, it sounds real rough. Yeah, yeah, it was pretty rough. I'll so, try not to cry too many tears for you. That's good. So, uh, so since you had all that time to do nothing except lounge around, <laughs> you can see the face that she's making right now. Uh, so, what uh, what did you put together for the people on the show this week? <laughs> <laughs> for the people, not for you. I put together uh, a bunch of different topics. We're going to talk about a TV show that Peloton was mentioned on. Um, the Prophet makes a quick appearance. The Peloton Prophet, that is. There's a new group that I think everybody could benefit from. There is a new event coming up that's not Peloton related, but it's activity related. So I still think people should know. Uh, there was an article on CNBC this week. There are new features available on Peloton. And uh, there's like a little community highlight I want to throw out there that happened. It was something good on the OPP. So I want to talk about that. I'm sorry. I've been I just got off a plane, so my ears are so a little I know, wonky. It I know. sounded like you said something good happened on the OPP. I know. It's so seldom, but okay. it was good. Uh, and then I wanted to give an instructor update. And then, of course, our awesome interview with the General Zod, Jonathan Bradlow. Ah, yeah. If, uh, if, if you uh, don't feel bad about yourself, the fact that he's a firefighter and a cardiologist should make you... Examine what you're doing with your life Yep So he'll tell us all about that He will He's amazing Yes So okay Well uh, before we get to that Shameless plugs Don't forget we're available on Apple Podcasts Uh, You can go there Rate, review, subscribe It helps us tremendously If someone's searching around the internet for podcasts And they they see this one And they're like Should I even bother? (laughs) If you say something nice They might (laughs) They might bother It does help It does And so uh, we have a review Would you like to hear it? You know I would Yes And uh, (laughs) it is from 
He's leaning. Lizzie G. Lizzie G. Great podcast. Aw. I look forward to listening to Crystal and Tom on my commute to work in the morning. They keep me up to date on all things Peloton, and their banter always gives me a few laughs. Keep up the great work. Well, that was very nice. The leaderboard name is Lizzie underscore G. Well, thank you, Lizzie. Yes, thank you. So uh, if you would like to have your review read, and it's pleasant. <laughs> if you type it up there, we'll, we'll get to it eventually. So uh, also, don't forget, we have a Facebook page, facebook.com slash the clip out. You can go there and stay up to date on Peloton and clip out stuff throughout the week. And so there's all that. I guess let's dig in, shall we? It's time for news of the Peloton. Well, I want to start because I want to tell people. This is a first. I know. I never start the news, but I want to start the news because I saw in a, a group this week, it was the Swexy Swarm. Okay. Uh, they were talking about like, they were asking all these questions. They were like, wait, is Hannah Marie Corbin just got married this last weekend in Oregon and Robin's getting married this weekend? Like, what is happening? And somebody posted on there. They were like, you need to listen to the clip out for all the news. And um, I really appreciate that they, they did that. And the, the reason I appreciate that is I was going to say, I, I mean, I post all about the podcast, but you guys should post too, because that's what gets, I mean, people just think I'm self-promoting and I'm not. Well, I mean, you are. But. I mean, I'm self-promoting, but not like about me. I want people to know the people that we interview right. and I want them to know the news that's going on so they don't needlessly post things that are mean to the OPP or insane to the OPP. Right. And so I really try to like, you know, encapsulate all that. So if you see people out there and they, they don't know about the podcast, please Please post. Yeah, Tell feel, them. Feel free to point them in our direction. Yes, we really appreciate that. Yes, we do. That's all. You may move on to the rest of the news. <laughs> That's like you don't even need me anymore. <laughs> I'm when, getting all. When this began, it was like, you can help me with transitions and get from point A to point B. And now I'm, I'm just going to go upstairs and finish unpacking. <laughs> <laughs> Sit your butt down. Okay. <laughs> so uh, Peloton was on Jeopardy this week It was Oh That's how you know When you've permeated The pop culture consciousness Yes How it made My heart soar To see the question So the question was If you visit a showroom Of this indoor bike brand For a test ride If you buy A pro like George Heincappy Could be your instructor And then you had to answer What is Peloton I should point out That that's not Wasn't What you read Wasn't the question It was the answer And then you have to Give the question Because it's Jeopardy Oh because it's Jeopardy I'm I'm sorry Yes I'm I'm telling you Because if I don't tell you You're going to get Like 900 Facebook messages Well if it matters At all That's how I was Envisioning it I know the way You play the game (laughs) I just said the wrong word I was so excited To share that it was On Jeopardy That was my focus Well that's really cool I, I mean that is You know in the same way That like when that the Twitter thing where they were making fun of Peloton uh, images and ad campaigns. And I was like, well, that those says that it's reached a certain level or that joke wouldn't make sense to people. Right. Yeah, I and, just totally it's it's reached a new level. And yeah. I think it's interesting overall that these things are kind of happening in rapid succession. I mean, you have the Twitter thing happening. You have uh, now this the movie it was in last yeah, week. Totally. I mean, it's just like boom, boom, boom. It's all these little things. Did you see the note, by the way, from um, Michelle Brookman that she knew the writer 
from the movie that we saw, and that's like she is the one that introduced him to Peloton, and that's how it got included. So, oh, really? That's pretty cool. Oh, She's the one cool. that did uh, pedal on the pier. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I just thought that was pretty. Well, cool. That's cool that she knows him. I wish I liked the movie a little better. But... I know. Well, she said it's a horror movie, so she wouldn't watch it anyway. So she was not upset about that. Gotcha. <laughs> Although he's made great movies, he has. Like it's. I just that one just didn't work for me, but but he's made some movies that were amazing. So yeah, it's just it's just more proof of how. Peloton just keeps growing. Yes. Even when it's so big already that you're like, can well, it even get bigger? Yes. Yes. The answer is yes. Yes, it can. The prophet has a new prediction for us. The prophet does. The prophet thinks that we are not done adding yoga instructors. Okay. The prophet predicts that we have another male yoga instructor joining us soon. Interesting. Mm-hmm. And. Are they going to give any hints as to who the male yoga instructor shall be? Nope. Okay. That's all we have for now. Okay. Well, we will just have to sit tight. Yes. Yes, we will. You have uh, information about the Peloton R&R group, mm-hmm. which we've been watching MASH. So in my head, that's rest and relaxation. Mm-mm. It's the Peloton version of that. So it's kind of the same. Okay. It's ride and run. Well, th- that's not remotely the same as rest and relaxation. I said it's the Peloton version of that. Boy, I mean, I'm, we're weird. Yeah. That's... <laughs> or you are. <laughs> you're kind of the odd man out here. You're, you're outnumbered. <laughs> we all exercise. You don't. I'm your token lazy friend. <laughs> No, it's a great group. Uh, Eric Goodman, who posts on our page all the time and is always very funny when he does, he put this group together and it's all about mixing the tread with the bike. So using both pieces of equipment and uh, they're, they even have an, a new monthly challenge that they're doing that incorporates both, like trying to get the trying to get the medals or the challenge badges for each piece of equipment in one month. So that's kind of like beating that. That's that's the challenge that they're having right now. Brand new group, so I'm sure there's going to be more challenges to come. But if you are looking for ways to mix it up and incorporate both, this is another great option to do so. Awesome. I'm sure we'll only grab... There probably is a pretty finite group that have both at the moment. Yeah, I I would say it's growing every day. But yes, yeah, I I think it's still pretty small. This is your chance to get in on the ground floor. Mm -hmm, Definitely. And I guess while we're talking about riding and running, Mm -hmm. there's a a heel and crank duathlon. Correct. You look so confused. It's so weird to be like crank. Like Like a bike crank. Like that's why they're exercising so much. They're all hopped up on the crank. (laughs) No, the crank set on a bike. (laughs) Oh, that's a little different. It's like, did this to get away from my (laughs) ex-wife. So uh, tell us about that. So it's a duathlon that's happening in April. It it takes place in Mooresburg, Alabama, and uh, it's April 13th. It's three miles of running, 16 miles of bike, and then another three miles of running. So Paul Erickson is the race director, and he is another fellow Pelotonian. He actually, his parents live very close to here, Tom. So he lives in Alabama. Uh, His dad lives very close to here. And uh, so he invited us to come down. So now we are going. We are going. Look at that. Yeah. We're taking a little trip to Alabama. Alabama. Apparently we're going to Alabama. Yeah. With a banjo on our knee. There's no banjo. We are taking my bike, though. Ah. There's no banjo. No banjo. No banjo. No banjo. Kermit the Frog. Okay, well, you get a banjo, and you have to play while I 
do the little race thing. Well, you'll be racing, so you won't I'll see it. I'll hear you when I take off. So I only have to learn about three seconds of a, <laughs> of a song on the banjo. I'm pretty slow. You're going to need like 10. <laughs> I'll still be an earshot. <laughs> but this is a great opportunity uh, for me uh, and... Because I have not done any road bike racing. I've done zero bike events outside. Now, the tricky part is trying to figure out those clipless pedals before then. They're on my bike now. I can't get on my bike, (laughs) but they're on my bike now. So we'll see if I get that resolved before. If not, I'm going to take it back to my LBS. That's what they call the local bike shop and Ah. have them switch out the pedals and put the flip flops back on. For a second, I thought you'd become a Mormon. No. I'm like, well, when did we make that decision? (laughs) (laughs) You've been gone all week, Tom. Things have changed. Gone for a week in your LDS. (laughs) No, LBS. Oh, LBS. Okay. (laughs) Local bike shop. That's okay. That makes a lot more sense in context. Mm -hmm. So uh, if anybody out there is interested, please let me know or let Paul Erickson know. He is looking for more Pelotonians to come down there. He would like to have like a whole group. He said that if we get enough people, he'll have his own Peloton division of the race. So I think that's amazing. And I would love for people to show up. Awesome. Plus, the more people that are there, the less they will notice when I fall flat on my face trying to use the clipless pedals. Or since they're Peloton people, the more people who will know you. And see you fall on your face. Hmm. I don't think you fully thought this out. I didn't. You're editing all this out now, aren't you? Oh, (laughs) no. Dang it. Dang it. Speaking of people knowing you. Where are you going with us? CNBC had a a little... A little article this week that was probably about 10,000 words. It was a long article. It was a very long article showing some major love to Peloton. Major love. And a little bit of love for you. A little bit of love for the podcast. Well, it's your podcast. It's our podcast. I'm just a sidekick. Oh, hush. <laughs> hush. But yeah, you're, you know, you're Cher. I'm Sonny Bono. <laughs> yeah, that's not true. But it was a great article, and I hope everybody got to read it, because it goes on and on about, like, what is drawing all these people to Peloton, the technology aspect of it, the community aspect of it. And I love how they highlighted it. They had a video that went along with it. And they had so many people from the community. They had community shots. They had interviews with the instructors, interviews with the founders at Peloton. Uh, it was just amazing. So uh, great article, great video. You need to check it out if you haven't. And they were kind enough to interview you. They were. And you, so you were in there. They, I ended up in their video. You ended up in the video, yeah. Because they snagged some of the stuff we put online and uh, included it. So, but yeah, If you was, rode the bike, you probably would have gotten... Interviewed too. That's fine. That's I don't need it that much. <laughs> just okay saying. I'm just saying. <laughs> well, I they technically interviewed me. They just I just didn't really have much to say because they were asking about riding the bike, which makes sense. It makes sense that they wouldn't have a quote from me. Yes, it's you know, but uh, but no, it was it was fun to be uh, mentioned at that level. So it that's definitely that was very was. exciting. Definitely, and people with uh, Apple Health. Yeah. On their watches or phones or whatever, however the Apple Somebody works pointed out that I sound bitter about this. <laughs> Is there an Android version of this? I don't even no, know. No, it's just the point that like all of the Peloton did. Okay, so so I've noticed that on there's a lot of differences between the Android version still and the uh, Apple version mm-hmm. because the Android version it pulls up the classes so you can see all that, which is great and a huge improvement over not having it. So not complaining. Right. Very excited about that. However, I can't go in and see like my statistics on a class. I can't share from 
that app. I can't. There's a lot of things I can't do. And this week on Apple's interface, they have a thing that like automatically shows you like it's 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 easy or beginner, intermediate, advanced. None of that. I don't have any of that. I just have the class. It's just listed. Gotcha. But they've got little dots showing up and it's like yellow if it's intermediate and red if it's advanced and blue if it's beginner. I want the colored dots, you know? And now they have this this uh, feature where it links with Apple Health, which people have been asking for and asking for and asking for. Um, and so it still doesn't go to your Apple Watch. I, I, you know, I don't even know Apple products. So I shouldn't even try to talk about it. I just know that if you have Apple and you have Apple Health, that when you upload, when you reload Peloton, like you do, redo the app, then you, like uninst- you have to uninstall it and then reinstall it. Yeah, or do the updates. Um, gotcha. Different people have had different experiences, but it's boom. It it just shows up. Everything's in your in your info. Well, that, I'm sure that's very exciting for people that have Apple products. It is. Very you're, exciting but you're them. not one of them. I'm not. You're jealous. I just you know I don't understand why the Apple people get all this stuff first. Well, because they're designing for one platform. Like like when you design for Android, even though it's for Android, you still have to have it configured in a way that it's going to work on a whole host of phones where when you design... That's why it's almost always iTunes first is because you can design one thing, you know it will work on every one of them, and by designing that one thing, you cover like 50% of the market just... Boom. Yeah. So, well, that number's dipping. It is, but going it's, down. it still has a plurality that no other phone will probably ever achieve. It does. And and I have no real hatred for the Apple users. I just I just wish that it could just be everybody at the same time. Yeah. That's all. It's the nerd version of Chevy versus Ford. Yeah, that's totally true. That's exactly what it is. Except if you ever if you saw her car, she actually has a decal of Calvin peeing on an apple. <laughs> no, I don't. I would never put that on my pretty car. <laughs> <laughs> okay, to stick around her laptop. <laughs> that I would do. <laughs> I don't hate Apple. Just have a lot of love for Android. So let's hear about uh, this allegedly positive thing that occurred on the OPP. Yeah. Now, I can ruin it at the end and tell you something negative that happened today. <laughs> but I'm going to start with the positive. Um, uh, OPP, you I never let us down. Never. So this uh, this woman named Rose DeWeese, she posted her, her setup at home um, because she doesn't have a Peloton bike. So she like posted that her husband had like created this... Trainer situation going on With an old 10 speed mountain bike Which to do a Peloton class On a trainer is is amazing I've never done it but like people say it's way way harder Than like using the Peloton because it's not as Smooth it's not as you know easy You're working really hard Gotcha so she's she's got this all set up and she's she's excited about it. She's like, I'm using Peloton Digital because I don't have the Peloton bike right now and I, this is my this is my plan. My right. husband did this and I'm excited. And the world went nuts. I mean the Peloton world went nuts. And everybody was just like so amped that she was taking the initiative to do this and like how cool it was. And um so next thing you know, there's a GoFundMe up, and then two seconds after that, I mean, within an hour, boom, she had her bike. Wow. Brand new Peloton bike on its way. And she's so excited. She keeps posting on the OPP. She's like, I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that. Like, <laughs> She is thrilled. It was amazing. That's I love awesome. when the community comes together like that. And then today, Uh-oh. there was this poor, I don't even know what to say about this woman. This woman, this poor unsuspecting soul who posted that she wasn't able to get a bike and it was just sad. Like she was like, yeah, I, I'm not going to be able to get a bike because I have all these. I'm a single mom, so I can't afford a bike. 
And the exact opposite occurred <laughs> Everybody dogpiled And told her to get over herself And show initiative And go out and get whatever kind of bike You have to get and you go get the digital And you can do it Suck it up <laughs> Don't be hating on moms Don't be painting a stereotype of single moms We are strong We don't need people like you bringing us down Like it was that Wow Wow indeed It's funny the way like Like very similar situations can elicit such different reactions. But it's all it's all how you paint it. Like right. one person painted this like I took initiative, yay me. Yeah, and then another like, woman's like poor victim me. Yeah. And I tell you what, I do I do hate a victim. Now yeah. I'm not saying this woman was intending to be a victim, so do not read into that comment right. at all. I'm just saying that I am not a big fan of victims. Yeah. But the People like in people general who paint themselves as a victim, an actual victim. Oh my god! <laughs> I just thought we should clarify. <laughs> yes, uh, I'm just. It's been a long week for me because yes. I haven't been off playing in LA. Um, it's. I don't like people that paint themselves as a victim right. and don't take initiative to fix their yeah, situation. Kind of sprung into action because they were like, "Oh wow, this this lady's." Doing the best she can with what she has Let's help her out but right. when, when Someone and it might not have been her intention I, I don't it, know that it was it her intention Read is like well, what about me yeah. yeah and and do not misunderstand I am not judging this woman at all Like I'm not saying this to you Tom I'm saying yeah. This to the people listening because I don't want anyone Thinking I'm weighing in one way or the other right. Like <laughs> I'm just telling You the lady posted and And the exact opposite <laughs> occurred Like it was Insane. In, in fact, people went so far as to say You're just out there trying to get a GoFundMe Like Rose did Like People went so <laughs> far as to say that Oof. Yeah, it was ugly It was ugly So, you know, the OPP, it can bring joy It can also bring swift pain yeah. More often than not More often than not, it's ugly and, and, and Rose probably has no idea That she just ran the gauntlet Yeah, <laughs> she's probably new And she's just putting out there La-da-da-da-da so here's what'll happen for Rose. Here's what I predict: she's going to get her bike, uh-huh. and then she's going to go back to the OPP, blissfully unaware of how it can be, and, and be like, "I've got squeaky pedals. I, got squeaky pedals. <laughs> I can't get my shoes to clip out, and and they're they're going to just shit all over her." Uh, I hope not. I hope Rose has a great experience. But but yeah, that sounds like the OPP, all yeah. right. <laughs> God love them Put on my Peloton private for, hat for a second This is what I'm predicting <laughs> Rose is going to be like Sell that bike on Craigslist I don't want to talk to those people anymore <laughs> If you're on the OPP Be nice So there are some uh, classes you would like to recommend That uh, seem to be pretty popular Not some classes A class Oh, I, I mean we have amazing instructors So there are a ton of instructors sure. And a ton of classes that are amazing And I've been really, really in the power zone training So I haven't even gotten to get to All of my, my Jen Sherman classes And my fun classes You know, but But I did a run And everybody needs to know about this run Because it was amazing Okay That's three syllables Like a period in between each syllable That's how amazing it was Okay it was Jess Sims' 60s Black History Month run. Okay. And it was it took place on February 7th at 5.30 Eastern. The music was just perfection. It was the best playlist I have found on the tread. Like, it was upbeat. It was fun. And 
Jess was having a great time. Rebecca Kennedy was in the in the studio. She was running right next to her. Uh, and the entire time, they were both just dancing and singing and telling story. Well, I mean, Rebecca wasn't telling stories because she didn't have a mic on. But <laughs> Jess Sims was telling stories about her dad. And uh, she got real, real. Like, she was like, you know, she comes from a mixed family. And she was like, I'm personal. I'm open. This is stuff I talk about. And so she talked about it on the ride. She talked about, uh, you know, she gave us some, some black history. Tidbits about how it wasn't even legal For uh, interracial couples To marry in all states Until 2000 something Like I think it was 2000 But that just kind of blew my mind I mean I I don't pay attention to things like that Like to me we're just all the same So like if you love somebody You love somebody You get married to them yeah. Period Like that's just the end of that So it was just kind of mind blowing To hear that spoken Like I didn't really realize It was that bad You know Yeah I think there was a Supreme Court case Where there were still laws on the books But they were pretty much unenforceable But they were still It still sends a message Even if a law is unenforceable That you still have it on the books It's like It's still kind of a way of saying Yeah you Yeah I I agree And and regardless of what you're It's not kind of a way It is a way It is a way It absolutely (laughs) is a way You know and so I, I don't mean to get all political That wasn't where I was going with it I just thought it was It was cool It was a personal moment But the playlist Oh my gosh Some of my favorites From that decade It just The hits just kept coming The whole time It was like 45 minutes Of running And I had a blast Awesome So highly recommend And and where can they find that again So they don't have to back up They can find it On February 7th 5.30 Eastern Just Sims 60's Black History Month run So on the tread That's where they can find yeah. it I was being snarky for you. Oh. Where can they find it? On the tread. <laughs> oh, I was like, well, it's a run. Of course it's on the tread. <laughs> Bex Gentry is going to Tokyo. She's in Tokyo. She's in Tokyo. Yeah, she's on, on Instagram. She's in Tokyo. Yes, she's doing. She's getting ready to run the Tokyo Marathon. Nice. So, yes, Bex, Gen- Bex Gentry is in Tokyo preparing to run a marathon. Tokyo Marathon. Just so cool. That'd be cool. I've never, never been. Me either. Well, also to Tokyo. I've, I've never been to a marathon. <laughs> <laughs> you would like to go to a no, marathon? No, I was clarifying. This can be Oh, arranged. I have no doubt. No, let me clarify. <laughs> I would like to go to Tokyo. Okay. The marathon portion is not... Not required? Not a priority for me. Okay. Okay. It's too bad. I know some people. Checking in with the Peloton community. So uh, joining us today via Skype phone is Jonathan Bradlow. Hey, how's it going? It's good. It's good. I'm so excited to finally have you on the show. Yeah, we've been kind of going back and forth for a while trying to find a uh, time. Yeah, you're you're a busy guy. Yeah, I don't sleep. (laughs) (laughs) I, I, you know, I mean, I, I just I don't sleep. I don't I don't see how you do I usually you know my usual question I always start with but but I, I have a I, I don't understand how you are both a cardiologist and a firefighter captain how how is that even a thing well you know obviously it's complicated but the only two things I ever wanted to do in my entire life was be a physician and be a fireman you know, my father was a physician and I, I, I was a prenatal pre-med. I, you know, I couldn't resist that gravitational pull. And, um, you know, my uncle, my father's brother was a, a cancer researcher, biochemist. 
when I was a kid at Montefiore in the Bronx, where I where I work now, by the way, and my first chemistry set was all stolen glassware from Montefiore, from his lab. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I used to go up and visit him and, you know, he'd like teach me stuff and we'd you know, blow shit up and stuff like that. And then we'd go out to lunch and then he'd bring me home. And that got me really interested in science and ultimately medicine. And then the firefighting thing came in when I was a kid. You know, I grew up in the south end of Greenwich Village, a few blocks from the Holland Tunnel. And we had a new firehouse built um, right on 6th Avenue at Houston Street. And um, it was like a big deal. It was like 1971. I was like six. And um, the neighborhood literally closed the block down in front of it and had like a huge, you know, block party for the firehouse. (laughs) That's awesome. Because it had gone from this crappy little thing with just um, an engine, a single, you know, engine. To this big brick monster that now also had a ladder truck. And so, you know, it was like they had, you know, food and music and the guys let us slide down the pole and, (laughs) you know, hang out on the trucks and, you know, showed us all their stuff. And it was awesome. I was like six. I mean, how (laughs) awesome was that? Right. Yeah. And these big, you know, engine 24, ladder five. I mean, and these guys were like, I mean, I looked at these guys and they were like giants. I mean, you know, it was this little kid and they were like giants. And I mean, I just I just loved everything about it. And I mean, and you understand, I mean, it like it broke my heart on 9-11. The entire that was the house where the entire house was dead. Oof. Every one of them died. Not one of them survived it. Oh, and, you know, I was still living in the city then. I was living in Manhattan at the time. And I remember thinking about this, like from when I was a kid, like, like, dad, I want to do this. And my father was like, yeah, right. You know, yeah, a lot of Jewish firemen, you know, you know, (laughs) I I guess it starts with the burning bush and sort of goes forward. Right. You know, um. So, you know, um, it's like, well, I mean, I married an Irish woman, so that was at least a start, you know, because <laughs> I have like a red haired, green eyed son who's like a leprechaun. You know, <laughs> <laughs> you know that's the Irish Jew, you know, that's, you know, but um, so I moved to the suburbs in 2002. And one of my friends at Montefiore, who's an emergency room physician, um, said to me, are you interested in being a volunteer firefighter? And I was like, do we have to go on medical calls? (laughs) I had no interest in that. And he was like, no, not at all. And I was like, oh, hell yeah. You know, I was like, you mean I get to like carry an axe and all that? He's like absolutely i was like count me in and so i joined the volunteer fire department and i started going through the training and more training and more training and more training and more training that's that's pretty intense right i have done all of the training that any career firefighter in the fdny or etc has done wow i am a fully certified interior structural firefighter 
Dude, you must be in like legit shape to like carry all that stuff up and down stairs. I know that's some really well, intense training. Yeah, well, you know, it, it's like that's been part of my it's it's actually part of my sort of exercise story was when I joined, you know, I was in better shape and then I got lazy and and then eventually uh, got back into it because I realized I was sort of taking my life into my hands. Tom. And, you what? know, you know, Tom. Yes. What I, mean, I was t- <laughs> I was ticking. I was overweight and I was out of shape and my blood pressure was borderline. Uh, my cholesterol wasn't that great. I had developed sleep apnea, um, which, by the way, it turns out even after losing the weight, I still have. Really? But, uh, yeah. You so know, it was all for nothing. No, no. <laughs> I don't snore anymore. I just don't breathe. So I still have to use the machine, but at the same time, um, I don't rattle the windows. Okay. But, uh, but, but the, the thing is that, um, I was, you know, I was, I was, I was, I was in bad shape and like I was practically in last place on the, uh, the breathe down competition that year. What does that um, even what, mean? Yeah, what does that we mean? We don't know what that is. Okay. So you have a bottle, you know, you're, you're in your full enveloped gear, your gear, weighs about 30 pounds okay just just getting dressed you're weighing about 30 pounds of stuff Yikes. now you throw on a pack an air pack that's another 20 25 pounds oh. and now pick up a pick up an axe or uh, there's a pry bar called a halligan bar which is like a 20 pound three foot steel pry bar Okay, and now you know how heavy you are because you're wearing a add 70 pounds to your own weight. And that's every step you take. So so never run when you can walk, never walk when you can stand, never stand when you can sit, never sit when you can lie down. Because every (laughs) single step that you take is an effort. And and you're you know, you can't be claustrophobic because you're wearing a mask and you. You know, so you have to learn to control your mind and control your breathing. And and so we would periodically have these sort of breathe down competitions where you take a bottle full. It's 30 minutes rated. But in extreme work, the average is probably about 17. Oh, and that's if you're in good shape. Right. Because Um, because you're being more efficient with your air. Well, you're exerting yourself. So, yeah, you're exerting yourself under highly stressful, highly dangerous conditions and if you don't control your breathing and your mind, you can really suck down that bottle very quickly. Yikes. So, um, you know, the first time we did it, it's like I remember we literally had us like they had they have a gym at the firehouse and they had us like walking the Stairmaster and I could barely do it. And I mean, I, it was just it was pathetic. And not long after that, um I was at a like a Friday night bar mitzvah celebration and one of my friends who's also one of my patients this guy Corey came up to me and he said you know just look what's going on with you you know he said I can't outlive my cardiologist he said I'm coming to your house this is it and he showed up at my house like 2 days later with a one of those polar heart rate monitors yeah the with the strap and the watch uh-huh 
and he said, 6 a.m., Soul Cycle tomorrow. Be there, or I will come to your house and get you. <laughs> Whoa. He okay. was very, very serious. Yes. He was like, I'm coming to your fucking house. <laughs> you know? And you, you got so, abducted by a gym guy. <laughs> well, so it's like, now it's you really is a cult. I have been there before. Okay. I had been there. That was 2012. Okay. I had been there in 2010 when I first like tried it, you know, tried spin. Yeah. And I loved it, but I was overweight and out of shape and I could barely do it. Um, and that actually leads me to the world's greatest CDE story, because I'm going to tell you that because that was the 2010. This is the world's greatest Christine Durr Cole story. I own this. Okay. This is yours. This Trademark. is mine. All right. So I'm overweight. I'm out of shape. I had gone to Soul Cycle when they first opened in Scarsdale. It's like April of 2010. They'd opened in January. Okay. And I had heard great things. And so my wife went and she's like, you're going to love it. I went. I thought I was going to die, you know. <laughs> and I said, but I'm, I'm not going to let this beat me. Right. You know, like, because I'm like, I know I'm physically strong. I can do this. So the second time I go, um, it was like a week later, and I had booked a bike for like a Saturday ride right under the fan. Nice. And, um, and you know, I'm, I'm like riding, you know, warming up, just kind of there, you know, pedaling around the airs. I'm like, this is not going to be so bad. I can handle this. Christine was a soul cycle instructor at the time. She okay. walks in, takes one look at me, looks at the fan, looks at me, looks at the fan, picks up the remote and goes, oh, no, turns the fan off, what? looks me right in the face and goes, you must earn the air. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Christine. And, and, and I was like. Oh, this is going to leave a mark. <laughs> and and that's why it's know, soul so, cycle. It left a mark on your soul. Yeah, well, well, it did because what happened was, so we're going along, and I am just, I am like barely on this side of puking. <laughs> and at the last song, she she's like, "Okay, we're going to climb," and she starts "Stairway to Heaven." So I know this is going to be a seven minute. Cl- yeah. I mean, you know, oh. I don't even know how long the song is. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, turn it up, turn it up, turn it up, turn it up, you know, and I'm out of the saddle, you know, sucking wind, just absolutely thinking, how am I going to get through this? And then I remembered I had this, this like vision from like two weeks before I had done this firefighting training class at like a Westchester County facility. And the, the training was called firefighter survival (laughs) and what they do is they put you in these horrible situations and teach you how to get out of them okay and i mean this is like the stuff that like i literally had had nightmares about these things for a week before i did it whoa okay i was so terrified because i had heard from the guys that had done it the month before what they do and I was like, oh, my God, you know, and, you know, like you're following a hose line, then suddenly it dead ends at a wall and you literally have to breach the wall and squeeze your way through and, you know, to like 16 inch on center studs while you're wearing all your stuff. 
And, you know, you have to break the wall with your with your pry bar and get through the wall. And then you're on the other side and they're screaming at you. The whole, oh, by the way, you're blindfolded as what? well as wearing all your stuff. So you, you can't see anything. Because in a real fire, you can't really smoke. see anything. Sure. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, 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 you know, you had like, I had wax paper in my mask. So all I could see was like haze. And so I find the wall and I'm breaking the wall and I get through the wall and I squeeze through and I'm, you know, I'm lying there on the other side and they're like, okay, give us a mayday call, you know? And, you know, I'm like, mayday, mayday, mayday. This is firefighter Bradlow. I'm trapped on the CD corner, second floor. And then I said, and I'm injured. And the guy goes, what's your what's the nature of your injury? I said, it's emotional. I'm really upset. <laughs> and, they're like, <laughs> and they're like, fucking Scarsdale. I mean, you know, <laughs> you know, I mean, you know, so so the thing is that I had done this class the week before and they taught us how to do things like climb out the window onto a ladder, 25 feet up, face first down the ladder and then flip yourself around on the ladder and then climb down like a house painter. Are you still blindfolded? No, that one I did with my eyes open. Oh, thank which God. Was no, because <laughs> you're looking at the ground. I mean, I'm, just, I'm sitting here and I'm like, I can't even okay. clean my gutters. Go out your second story. Okay, go out the second story of your house. Okay, or maybe the third story of your house onto a ladder. Just just look out the window face first and with a the ladder there and think about climbing down face first yeah. looking I know. at the ground okay it's, yeah so mm-hmm. so there was that one i'm not which spider turned out man to be actually easier than you would think because gravity does most of the work okay um but the third one was the thing and this was what got me through christine's class <laughs> was i'm in a hallway filled with fire okay uh, they have like you know literally propane jets and so you have to crawl underneath the fire and find your way out. Eek. They tell you that there's an exit somewhere. Okay. But you don't know where it is and you can't see anything <sighs> and you're by yourself. And the fire is so loud. You also can't hear anything because of the roaring of the fire. And so I'm on the bike and I'm picturing this. <laughs> Okay, and you know it seemed like it was half a mile that I crawled under, but it was probably about twenty feet. Yeah, (laughs) you know. So I'm literally belly on the floor, head to the side, being like the lowest, smallest version of my overweight self, and I'm literally pushing myself forward with like my toes because I don't want to have to get my ass up in the air because otherwise it gets really hot. (laughs) So you know, so. I'm like crawling underneath the fire and finally I feel a wall in front of me and the fire kind of is abating. Okay. I'd gotten like through it and I feel up the wall and there's clearly a window there. So I take the rope out of my pocket. You know, you're carrying a rescue rope and I knot it again. I can't see anything. I tie a quick knot around the, my, 20 pound pry bar slam it into the wall for like a pivot point Uh wrap it around myself and now i'm standing at the window which by the way of course was a commercial size window and i'm five five by the way (laughs) so it's like my mid chest you know the tall guys like throw a leg over and they slide right out (laughs) i I feel your pain yeah (laughs) 
I got to dive out the window face first. No! Because you can't sit in the window because the flames are coming out the window. So you can't sit there. You have to, you know. So I dive. I'm holding the thing so that the halligan doesn't fall. I'm holding this loop in front of me with the rope. And I dive out the window, do a full flip, smack the building twice. Oh, like bounce for a brief moment. I had no idea where I was while I was in midair. <laughs> OK, and then I hear all my friends downstairs, like on the ground, holding up signs like six, eight, you know, like, <laughs> you know, like that kind of thing. And then I slowly let myself down. So I'm there on the bike and I can barely breathe. Uh, it's so hot in there. She never turned on the frickin fan, by the way. All I could see to get myself through, I closed my eyes and I could envision this like tunnel of fire and then seeing the light from the window and, you know, you know, like getting to the window and getting out. The, like, if I can do that, I can ride this goddamn bike. <laughs> OK. And, you know, so that was like my Christine thing. And I never seemed to earn the air because she never turned it on, by the way. OK. <laughs> Um, and, and by the way, when I met John Foley last year at HRI, I told him that story. Yeah. And he was like, you know, all I want is like some fun tunes and a little bit of pedaling and, you know, like, <laughs> you know, I, 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 what, what, are, what are you nuts? You know, like, <laughs> you know, I mean, next time and, you and do I, one of her I, classes, by the way, I reminded Christine of that, too. I did my 250th at like a live DJ disco ride that she had done. A couple of years ago. Uh-huh. And I reminded her of that. And she was like, God, I was such a pain in the ass diva back then. <laughs> you know what you should have done? You should have brought one of your oxygen tanks with you. <laughs> yeah, well. I got my air now, bitch. <laughs> except for the fact that, you know, except for the fact that I would have sucked it down in about five minutes. <laughs> I mean, so anyway, so Corey got me back to Soul Cycle in 2012. And that started my fitness journey again. Now, that did not really start my weight loss journey because as virtually everybody knows or they should know if they've ever asked their cardiologist this, exercise does not lead to weight loss. Exercise leads to fitness. Not yes. eating leads to weight loss. You have to not eat your way into weight loss in one way or another. Yep. So I actually did isogenics to oh. jumpstart the whole thing. You know, one of the meal replacement things, they're all the same. Do what you do. Ignore the multi-level marketing. And, you know, that's what I did. Okay. What is, I don't know what that is. What is that? It's like one of these things with the shakes and the bars, and then you have a small dinner. Okay. You know, and, and by the way, I still do the, the shakes in the morning just because they're so convenient and I'm used to them. Yeah. Right. And so like, you know, like I ride at 6 a.m., I'm in the shower, I'm out the door with a, with a, with an isogenic shake that I've added a little peanut butter to, and I can drink that on the way to work. So that I can still, you know, have time in the morning to ride. Yeah. Um, but, but so it was like isogenics to lose the weight, uh, spinning to get me into shape. And then at the end of 2015, Peloton was already, 2015 Peloton was, had a store in Westchester. Okay. In the White Plains Mall. And several of my Soul Cycle friends had actually been asked to like ride in the window and stuff like that. Mm. You know, I found Peloton at the end of 2015. 
I looked at my Amex year-end statement and realized that between what we spent, the two of us, mm-hmm. I could have bought four bikes and put them out on the lawn at the end of the year and done it again for the next year. And I was like, this is insane. Totally. Yeah. yeah. I mean. It's a savings. You know, two, right. Two people going three to four times a week. At thirty four bucks a class, yeah, Shit. that adds yeah. up. <laughs> but so, she still she still rides there, huh? Still she does still, some, and she high? rides Peloton. She does. She has she has her friends that she rides with, you know, once or twice a week, and then she does uh, some some Wilpers and some Dennis, mostly Dennis, um, uh, you know, and stuff like that. And I ride, you know, five six days a week. I mean. I have I, I was in the beginning still riding Thursday 6 a.m. with Andrea, who saved my life because she was the 6 a.m. like instructor most of the times that I was there when Corey brought me. Okay, and this is and, this is back at Soul Cycle, right? Yeah, in 2012. Okay. okay, and she like she just she she nursed me through it, and when I was ready one day. There was like nobody right in front of me in the front row. And she was like, Doc, it's your time. Move you, up. You moved to the front row? Front row center. Ooh, which that's a lot was of pressure. bike nine in those days at that studio. And I never looked back. You know what? You can only lead from the front. That's true. You that's can't true. lead from the back. You can only lead from the front. And I never looked back. And, you know, Andrea was, it's like Andrea saved my life. I mean, you know, Corey saved my life. These two were, you know, I mean, I was headed towards, you know, ticking so loudly from a cardiovascular standpoint and they got me into shape and, you know, Andrea kept on encouraging me, you know, doc, you're doing it, doc, you're doing it, you know, that kind of thing. And, I mean, you know, and I was going to so many of her classes. I called her my RDA, which was recommended daily Andrea. And, <laughs> and you know, my wife was looking at the at the Facebook posting. She's like, you know, if I were the suspicious type. You know, you know, <laughs> I mean, uh, but, um, you know, the, the thing was that um, it, you know, it didn't take in the beginning, even in 2012, even though I was going, I was sort of forcing myself. You weren't then, all in. Yeah, I wasn't all in. And then one day on a Saturday class during the arm section of all things. Um, and, and I'll never forget this moment because, you know, you have to allow yourself to get lost in this sometimes, you know. Yes, you, definitely. You, you know, um, it was during the arm section and um, the song was it was George Michael's faith and everybody is completely in unison because that's what soul cycle does you right, know you right. ride as a pack right uh, I, I saw it I don't know what happened but I saw it something clicked and I was like I got this and I was literally on like the back corner of bike because I was still so out of shape that I never would have wanted to be any closer to the front so I could see the whole room and that's it clicked something clicked and i started to put real effort into it and you know really push myself and you know started to change my diet and cut out 
or cut down. I can't cut it out. All the junk food because I love junk food. I mean, don't get me wrong, Tom. I'm right there with you, man. <laughs> you know, I mean, again, you know, I had lobster creamed corn with a steak the other night. You know? <laughs> uh, looked- cream cream corn sounds kind of healthy. Yeah. Okay. When you add the cream, it's no longer vegetables. <laughs> yeah. Okay? But and the lobster too. You know. Mm. I mean. But uh, the I'm thing not a is seafood that, guy. I. I. You know. I know. It's. You know. It's because it's made out of fish. I get it. <laughs> <laughs> but um. So. So yeah. I mean. You know. But it took me a while. But then I got there, and when I found Peloton, the first thing I did was ride a Christine ride. Of course, because you knew her. How exactly. cool was that to like be like, oh, I see the person that I was in a class with. I see her on yeah, my screen. She, it was like some 80. It was like an 80s ride. This was January. I can tell you the date. It was January 2nd, 2016, because I had bought the bike just before around Christmas time. And it got delivered on New Year's Eve day. Aww. And on December 31st. And on New Year's Day, I had already booked a 90-minute Soul Cycle ride. They used to do these things on New Year's called Resolution. Oh, got it, oh, got I it. See. And then you want to kick, you want to kick off the year, right? Too right, exactly. So, yeah. so I did that, and I was way too tired to get on the bike after a 90-minute ride. Totally. Um, and so the next day I got up and I did this Christine ride and I'm thinking, you know, oh, I've been spinning for years. I'm going to kick some ass on this leaderboard. Whatever. And I mean, again, this woman totally effing destroyed me. <laughs> and I'm like, what is it with this woman? <laughs> Not all classes are created equal. Yeah, it turns out. So, you know. And, you know, this was the whole, like, her era of close your eyes, peeking is creepy. Right. And, you know, I mean. She and, would have you. Tom's looking at me I like I'm crazy. And we should explain means. it for people who've never taken a Christine class that's done that. So explain what that is. What does that mean? She she gets you to a certain exertion level and then says, close your eyes and just feel your body. Feel how this feels. Don't look at the leaderboard. Don't look at the output. Just feel it. And then, you know, after like 10 seconds, you're going to want you're about to open your eye. And she goes, peeking is creepy. Don't open your and, eyes. You know, and you're like, are you looking at me through the camera? Like, you know, at least you can't take your fan away. <laughs> you, you know, and I had one and I believe me, I thought of that. You know, like, I mean, take that. <laughs> I, you have no idea. I mean, so so, you know, then uh, then, you know, I started to use it like to train you know I'm, I'm a cardiologist i know a little something about this did you so, do heart rate training did you go right into heart rate training i did because Stephen little used to do wednesday mornings right. 6 a.m right and so i was doing his heart rate training and i was and nobody else was doing heart rate training at the time it was just Stephen little Right. So I was doing that a couple of days a week and then I was and I was doing Tabata. I didn't know what Tabata was, so I put out on Facebook what is Tabata and uh, you know, I'd been doing this for like 3 months and I hadn't done a Tabata class yet. And um I had just met the Rosenbergs, Jason and Shari, yes, who you've yes, interviewed. Yes. You know, they live right near me. They oh. live 3 miles maybe from me. 
Oh my gosh, um, you guys are so lucky to live so close. One of so the hospitals close. I go to, Shari works at. Ah. Okay, so you know at St. John's Riverside in Yonkers. So I see her all the time, and I see Jason all the time, and and we had just done this thing. They had had a ride in the Westchester showroom, and Hannah was there, so I got to meet Hannah, and then I got to meet a bunch of the six AM Tribe people because they showed up. So I met CC Ryder. And Jayhawk and, you know, yeah, Carol and Samantha Jayhawk. Yes. And this was all while the 6 a.m. tribe was kind of organically forming where we were tagging each other in posts in the morning. And then eventually we made a chat, you know, as you know, of, uh, with uh, Chrissy, who I really didn't meet face to face until HRI that year. OK. Um, but Samantha and Cece and uh, Ginny, uh, you know, uh, Mrs. V. Lara and uh, Teresa Go, who's uh, Cookie. Yes. And, yes. you know, she's doing the tri training right now and all. Yes. You know, Etc. And of course, our leader, Candace. Um, Candace Ryan. Candace. Candace is like. Candace is a superhero. I'm General Zod, but she is a superhero. Okay, I don't. I you. don't know how she does it. I don't. And 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 I'll tell you something. I came up with a term. It was called. She used to push me. Okay, during some of these rides, she would literally like be like one output number below me, and and then she'd be like two above me, and then she'd be one below me, and then two above me, and I know what she was doing. She was pushing me to like catch up. <laughs> just okay. out of reach like a, yeah. like a little string like a carrot exactly yeah <laughs> and 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 you know so i i referred to that as getting candiced <laughs> and i mean it just happened day after day after day and i'm like you know and i mean mike trimble young once who's like a retired army lieutenant colonel uh you know lifetime of of service you know, Matt 19, um, I mean, and, and all these guys, I mean, uh, uh, one Buffalo who was originally spin one Buffalo. Okay. And, you know, we sort of got into it. And then when they allowed us to follow each other and filter the leaderboard, because that wasn't there when I first joined. Wow. So, you know, finding these people on the leaderboard was a chore. Yeah. You know, and then we all started following each other and it just became this like 6 a.m. tribe. Right. But but so I, you know, like I remember asking Jason, what is Tabata? I don't understand because I I didn't want to Google it and look it up. I eventually did and read a lot about it. But he said it's Pelotonese for sweet Jesus. Make it stop. I can't feel my legs. Yeah, that's that's pretty accurate. Yeah. And yeah, it really is. I mean, no, Jason was right. And, you know, um, so, yeah, but I, I I mean, so but a bunch of the 6 a.m. tribe people we ultimately met down at at, you know, that year's HRI and like went out to lunch and had a really great time. And um, Chrissy was there. Oh, and Jerry, of course, was there. And it was like uh, she you know, we all rode. Um, I think Hannah's class in the morning and then a bunch of them rode Alex's class in the afternoon or something like that. And, um, you know, that became like a whole legend thing because he thought Jerry was a guy. 
And he was like, Jerry, 350, my brother. And so then it became brother Jerry. And, and then, and Tom will like this. I, I came up with a hashtag called hung like Jerry, which <laughs> thankfully didn't last very long. But, you know, it's really funny. I mean, again, I am the Amadeus of snarky bullshit. And so, you know, um, but, and I met Chrissy there and... I mean, you know, that, that, she, that woman is a dynamo. This was before she started the her whole tri-training and Iron Man. And God, she's she's just she is an inspiration. And I I don't I do not understand how there's enough hours in the day for her training and her family and her job. I just well, don't know how she does yeah, it. That, see, that's the thing. I mean, I, I guess if I wasn't a fireman, I would have the time to try train because I train for fire two to three nights a month. Plus, we have actual fires. Well, yeah. I mean, how, you does, know, that, how does that work as a volunteer firefighter? So do you do you still have to go to like the firehouse and sit and wait or no, do they just call no, no. you if there's like a really bad one? Yeah. Well, Scarsdale has a career department, so they're in the firehouse. And they're the ones going on 1,200 runs a year for every alarm and, you know, alarm goes off, CO alarm, odor of gas, you know, whatever. You call the fire department, they come. Right. Okay. We, the volunteers, go to major incidents, big gas leak, uh, storms, you know, like when tornado hits the town and they get 150 calls at once about trees down and power lines burning in the street and stuff. We, We go. Okay. Okay, and then, you know, Sandy, I was out in Sandy, I almost got killed. Ah. Um, For hours, I was out in Sandy watching the trees come down and the power lines come down. And it was I I was never so scared in my life. Um, And then um, real structural fires like the other night, Martin Luther King night. It was um, it was five degrees outside. And the thing goes off at 12.57 a.m. I had gone to sleep at 11.30. So on an hour and a half of sleep, I roll out of bed. I'm listening to the thing to see if it's something I need to actually go to or not. Because it comes out as report of fire on the first floor. So sometimes these things are BS. You know, it's a candle right. or something, you know. so And the career guys don't need us. Okay. So I'm listening while I'm getting dressed and, you know, I am in my early 50s. I'm 53, so I got to go pee. Yeah. You know? <laughs> I mean, oh, I know. And and and, you know, I'm, I throw on a sweater as well. Normally, I wouldn't wear a sweater under 70 pounds of gear, but I'm like, you know, it's cold outside. I think I'll throw on this sweater, which turned out to save my life. Um, and as soon as I hear you know, that they would, you know, upgrade this to a working structure. I'm, I'm out the door like a shot. And, you know, I have the courtesy siren on my car. I was going to ask that. Like, do you have a thing that lets you drive fast? (laughs) No, no, actually on my own personal vehicle, I'm not supposed to exceed the speed limit and I can't cross the double yellow and I can't run stop signs or red lights, things like that in a, with a blue light siren. Oh, so yeah, what's no. the point of it? Just to get people it's, out of the way? Well, it, it, theoretically, although it's Scarsdale, nobody gives a shit that they <laughs> right. don't get out of the way because, you know, because, I mean, they're driving a Bentley down the street. Yeah, right. you know, they're more they're important, up, clearly. They're suburbanites. Exactly. You know, um, but uh, the thing is that um, I tucked myself. I actually got lucky on this one in that as I was getting to my corner, I saw we have a mutual aid agreements with others with other towns around so i saw the ladder truck from the next town over 
barreling down the street at a very high rate of speed. And so I just tucked in behind them. Okay. And, you know, and with my blue light going, because what also the blue light does is it keeps the cops from stopping me and letting me closer to the scene. Sure, right. sure, sure. Because okay. you understand, yeah. I have the, my gear in the back of my car. So I jump out of my car. It's after 1 a.m. I'm cold. Okay, I'm not wearing a jacket. I'm wearing a sweater and a T-shirt and jeans. It's five degrees outside with 40-mile-an-hour winds. Okay, I get my my gear out, and I have to get, you know, you get dressed in the street. You get into your gear. Yeah. But my gear is cold. It's been in the back of my car. (laughs) Yeah. So, I, you know, I'm shivering. I'm scared. I look up at the sky, and there's fire and smoke in the sky. I'm like, this is no small incident. Yeah. So I come running down the street. You know, it's like three houses, which in that part of town was probably close to a quarter mile. Um, you know, acre long lots. Right. Um, wow. And the, the house that was on fire was a 7,300 square foot mansion on 1.1 acres. Jesus. And I get sent around to the back with a hose line with another guy. And the basement is like a movie set. It's just like like the movie Backdraft. Oh, yeah. like you mean all the flames and everything? Exactly. It's okay. like a movie set. And it's already burned a hole into the first floor. And so for the next eight and a half hours, oh. in that weather, we were there outside getting water blowback on us. And then Oof. your gear would freeze. Oh. And, you know, uh, we poured water onto that house. And I'm sitting on the ground and, you know, thank God I'm in decent shape because I'm sitting on the ground at one point on a fire hose by myself, having to use my body weight and my leg strength to control the hose because my arms are too tired at this point to control the hose with my arms. Wow. And like I'm like sitting like cross-legged with the hose, you know, between my legs. Yeah. And I'm spraying the water up through a hole in the roof where there's just you know, fire coming out because the roof has already collapsed in. Oh, my gosh. And it collapsed on the second floor and then the second floor collapsed on the first floor. And, you know, and so we're just sitting there for hour after hour, dumping millions of gallons of water on this, this thing. And I'm sitting there on the ground. And all I could think of was, you know, my father's generation got through Bastogne. You know, with like blankets while the Germans were shelling them in cold weather like this. I can sit here for a few hours. That's a good way to think about it. And but I was so cold. And then finally somebody (laughs) came and relieved me. And they actually got like a like a passenger bus from one of the bus companies for us to like warm up in. Oh, that was nice. Yeah, because we had some rehab vehicles, but one of them wouldn't start because it was so cold. And uh, we had ambulances there that we kind of went in. And then after a while, they started taking shifts of people inside warming up and outside freezing their asses off. And and finally, it got released at 930 in the morning after eight and a half hours in that. And I came home and I was cold for two days every uh-huh. time. I mean, literally, all I could do was like drink hot coffee and soup, and it's, and I still didn't feel right. Yeah, you were literally chilled to the bone. Yeah, literally. I mean, like the hot shower did nothing. Oh. Wow. And then the next night we had a drill night, and so we decided to stay inside and just sort of go over what went wrong and what went right at that fire because. 
none of us could even touch our gear. I looked at my gear and I was like, it's literally still has icicles on it. I'm like, I can't put this on. I'm too cold. Okay. I I don't want to cut this short, but we're like at an hour. So I didn't know if you wanted to try to get in. Is there any like favorite story you want to get in? Do you want to talk about the Beastie Boys? Like what's, what do you want to finish with? Yeah. So just a quick little thing on them. You know, I, I grew up with them in the village. Um, and I went to PS3 for kindergarten, which is around the corner from the Tread Studio. Crazy. Okay, it's literally one block from the Tread Studio. Wow. You know, and then when I was in sixth, and, and I grew up with Ad-Rock's brother, Carl, is my year through school. And we went from literally kindergarten all the way through high school together, through the public school system. And Ad-Rock's a year younger than me. He was in my younger brother's grade. Okay. And like in middle school, you know, we'd all go to when they let us out, because I went to middle school at a place called IS 70 on 17th Street, the ninth, which in the 70s was a really bad neighborhood. And they didn't let us out that often because the streets were unsafe. I mean, they filmed <laughs> Kojak episodes on that block. <laughs> and so yeah, you used to come is, in this... in the morning and there'd be like chalk outlines of people in the street. and You didn't no know way. whether they were real or not. You know? <gasps> Yeah, this is the New York era of like Serpico and Dog Day Afternoon. We're talking 77, 78, you know, that kind of thing. So Ad-Rock used to dance on the tables at Blimpy's uh, until they threw him out. And, you know, and then he'd have to wait outside because he couldn't walk back to the school without his brother. And, you know, and, you know, and then they had a female drummer named Kate back then they were a hardcore punk rock band yeah they started as a punk band yeah yeah and they were a really bad punk band by the way (laughs) most of them are (laughs) yes and so well they were particularly bad they had songs like cookie puss where they call up the cookie puss hotline asking to speak to cookie puss over and over and over again (laughs) okay and so the night of it was a high school party it might have been the prom night or something where somebody had an anti-prom party or something like anyway it's it's foggy it's 1983 so it's three years before license to ill and they played punk rock at this party that i'm at and they had a song called egg raid on mojo which they turned into egg raid on soho because it was at somebody's loft in soho okay and they started throwing eggs into the crowd and then it turned into an egg fight, and then it like turned into a real fight. And then the cops came and started hurting people, and that gets scary really fast. And I come home with like a cracked rib and egg on my clothes, and my father's like, "How was the prom?" You know. <laughs> <laughs> and, well, you're not the first guy to come home from prom with egg on his face. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> so the, uh, but you know, their their drummer Kate is still a friend of mine, and she actually produces the Ellen Show out in. Uh, LA another and Peloton connection Ooh. yes <laughs> wait yes. wait wait wait. we have to stop the show can you get Ellen on, the show, on our <laughs> no, podcast I, you know what you know what I will I, I'll tell you what I will I will send Kate a message but oh. uh, you know I will send Kate a Facebook message um, but uh, the thing is that um, they uh, so so anyway so yeah I knew them like our whole lives I mean you know uh, Ad-Rock's brother and I, uh, again, our whole lives. And, and you know, same thing with, with Kate, who remains one of my friends to this day. I met her in sixth grade. Wow. Uh, you know, at IS-70 and then Stuyvesant. And if you look, she took our uh, gym shirts, the Stuyvesant physical ed gym shirts. And if you look, Mike D wears one in the video for You Gotta Fight for Your Right to Party. 
<laughs> that's, <laughs> that's awesome. Cool. And I mean, so when at they our, just at like, our, like 25th reunion, we gave them they gave them out as an homage to that. Oh, that's so cool. Are they were are they just like were they just like regular people or did they act different? I mean, because they, they got at the time they, got, they were just regular people. Yeah. They, you know, I mean, I mean, well, I mean, some, you, know. you know, sometimes artists are kind of strange, yeah. you know, because they they have no. they have their gift and, and they just think of the world differently. So I'm just curious. No, they were just regular people. I mean, you know, and and Kate was just awesome. She she was always. Uh, uh, really brilliant, and she left the group and formed a, a a group called Luscious Jackson. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So you know, and they still tour, and yeah. you know, um, but uh, and uh, I mean, they were no, they were they were great. I mean, so you know, but uh, but yeah, I've known them like our whole. Life. I never actually saw them do a rap show. That's Didn't crazy. I skipped my tenth anniversary high school reunion. To go see the Beastie Boys Because I had never seen them And it was one of the few major acts I had never seen And I was And I was just like uh yeah, I didn't really care for these people that much in high school anyway. So, <laughs> right, well, I'm like I'm not missing the and now I'm like super glad I did cuz they never came back to St. Louis. So I would have never had a ch- I never would have had a chance to see them had I not done that. That's well, crazy. that's awesome. And you know, listen, here's the thing. And this is what I tell people. I literally just, you know, told my you know, an, another uh, friend of mine who just bought a Peloton about this, you know, like First of all, go see your doctor beforehand. Make sure you're healthy enough to exercise. Okay. You know, if you're really out of shape. If you're over 40 and out of shape, go see your doctor. Make sure you're healthy enough to exercise. Control your risk factors. Control, you know, I mean, if you have blood pressure issues and cholesterol issues, deal with it. Yeah. You know, and uh, and by the way, don't ask medical advice on Facebook. Okay. God, for real. For I mean, real. Ugh. For real. I mean, just don't do it. Okay. Just don't do it. That's it's it's not appropriate, and you shouldn't be doing it. And you know, I mean, I have a a mug that says "Do not confuse your Google search with my medical degree." I mean, you know, <laughs> the hundred and sixty thousand dollars I spent at the best medical school in the Bronx does not equal your Google search. Uh, <laughs> you know, um, you know, uh, so there is that. But but the uh, the the thing is that also, you know. I mean, don't be afraid to push yourself a little bit. You know, they used to say, you know, sweat is body fat crying and stuff like that. You know, you got to show up. You got to show up in everything. That's why that's why I fight fires. I mean, you don't know what it is you're going to do that's going to make you a hero. Okay, you know, um, I showed up at a fire one time and the family's freaking out because their cat was still inside. And I found the cat and the cat was deceased. Aww. And I had to bring out this dead cat. And I, I'm an animal lover. And Aww. I mean, we were devastated. Yeah. And, you know, they wrote like a letter to the town, like, you know, and thank you for rescuing our cat. Oh, you know, and there's a, a really famous TED talk that I had a small part in. But it's Mark Bezos, Jeff's brother. Yeah. OK. He lives in Scarsdale and he's a volunteer fireman with me. Really? Oh, wow. Yeah, he lives a few blocks from me in a really big house. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah, that's okay. fair. I mean, like fourteen thousand square feet. You know. Jeez. Um, but he's a great guy, I and mean, he's just a tremendous guy. And he does a TED talk, which everybody in the world should watch. Okay. And he's in fire gear when he does the talk, and he tells a story about somebody else rescuing a cat and him being sent in 
to a burning building to get a pair of shoes for the wife because she was standing out there in bare feet. Oh, okay. And he was like, like oh, this is bullshit. You know, shoes, you know. And they wrote a thank you letter in the paper to the town. And like they were like, and somebody even risked their lives to go get my wife a pair of shoes. Wow. Just show up. You never know what you're going to do to be a hero to somebody. That's nice. You never know. And and you never know when you're going to get that chance. You know, I have a patient that I once that I literally he was my first patient in my practice because he had been my patient as a cardiology fellow. Like in 1995, he got clot busting drugs for an acute heart attack in the middle of the night. 2.30 in the morning, I'm there giving him the TPA. And about an hour into the infusion, he had a cardiac arrest. His heart, and he, you know, just VF. And they're charging the paddles, and I'm running over to him, and it was still in the protocol, so I gave him the precordial thump. Okay. Where you literally punch him in the middle of the chest. Yeah. But, you know, it's not a gentle thump. And I actually had a running start and jumped like Jimmy Fo- Superfly Snooker <laughs> and hit him so hard the entire ER got quiet. Whoa. Okay. But I hit him, boom, in the middle of the chest, and he just opened his eyes and went, ow! And I was like, yeah, dude, I'm sorry. That was me. <laughs> I had to do it. And Yeah, and everybody's looking at me, you know, and you know like like oh my god what did you just do you know and so he he became my clinic patient and then i graduated and i was into practice in the neighborhood and he followed in with me and you know he still sees me and that was 1995 he's still alive because i hit him in the middle of the chest really really hard (laughs) and wow you know, it's like on the 20th anniversary, he came to the office and we took a picture of us in the waiting room. He's in his 90s now. What? Wow. That's awesome. Okay. Just show up. You never know what you're going to do when you're going to have that chance. Just show up to everything. You Just should probably you should probably add motivational speaker to your things that you do. <laughs> I don't know when you're going to find you know, the time, but you need to yeah, work it in there. You know, I, I'd have to give up something else, and I don't know what that is. But, you know, the point is that you never know what you're going to do that's going to make you a hero in somebody's eyes, and you never know when you're going to have that chance to do it. So you just have to show up and, and you know, and be open to what's about to happen because because you don't know i mean you know again it might be you know like it might be christine telling you you must earn the air and <laughs> you know it might be that you find the cat but it, you know but it also might be just something that you say to somebody that says that that like they that changes how they think that's really you know nice. it's very I mean, powerful you know, uh, I mean, there was there, there was a time when it was right after, not long after, um, I was riding one morning, and uh, I, I, it was like the anniversary of the death of a, one of my best friends from college. She died five weeks after her wedding of pancreatic cancer. Oh. And I mean, it was just like the worst thing in the world. Yeah. And, you know, she barely made it to the wedding. And on the second or third, maybe it was actually, no, it was the fifth anniversary. I was up at 6 a.m. and I was riding and I just couldn't keep my head together because I was so unhappy. And and I, I actually 
went through the the not the like the, I wasn't just following my friends, but I saw the whole leaderboard, and there was a name on there. And I don't know who this person is, by the way, but it was, you know, Dr. Gratitude and the, the location he put Hine Ni. Now, neither of you knows what Hine Ni means because you no. didn't go to Hebrew school. Right. But yeah. uh, I had to go to Hebrew school. And by the way, it was in Greenwich Village around the corner from Bolmore where they shot the Stray Cats video. But uh, <laughs> the, the, you know, the Rock This Town video. Sure. Yes. Anyway, yeah, that's I went to Hebrew school around the corner and then we used to go bowling. Um, but anyway, so the. The Hineni, when when Moses went up to Mount Sinai, uh, you know, to get the Ten Commandments, God said to him, you know, like, Moses, are you there? Of course, he said it in Hebrew. And then he, Moses, back, didn't just like, didn't give him a Ferris Bueller, like, yeah, you know. (laughs) He said, Hineni, which means, I am present. Wow. That's what it means. It doesn't mean I'm here. I am present. And it's not just like physically present. Yeah. It means I am really here. You're all in. You're in the moment. Right. And, and I saw that that day. And I couldn't stop crying on the bike. So, you know, I don't know who he is or she who, you know, because I haven't found them on Facebook and I didn't bother looking. But again, that person doesn't, they showed up and they're a hero. Wow. You know, don't wait. That's what I would say to somebody who's just starting out. Well, that's excellent advice. Excellent advice. You got me all philosophical and (laughs) serious now. So it's like, doing it's the like an emotional roller. You've got, you've got like a, a, I'm like an emotional roller coaster talking to you today. I, it's like I'm up, I'm down, I'm up, I'm down. It's like, yeah, it's <laughs> the story of my life. <laughs> you know, it's the story. I, listen, I'm a I'm a middle aged Jewish guy. I got a PhD in female avoidance behavior, so I get it. You know. <laughs> I don't think that's a uniquely Jewish trait. <laughs> no, it might not be. But I know things about Chinese food that you will never understand. That's fair. That's probably true. Also, uh, it's gross. <laughs> Tom, you think all food is gross unless it's like chicken nuggets. That's true. And pizza. Pizza. Burgers. <laughs> well, you know, there's a place near me that puts the chicken nuggets in with the french fries and then throws some seasoning in, in these hot bags and shakes it up. It's really not bad. That sounds pretty good. <laughs> yeah, it's not bad. Maybe we'll have to come see you because you're not going to yeah. be you're not going to be at HRI. No, I'm not. I, you know, I was so stressed about this that I bought the Airflate and Wi-Fi because I was flying to Dallas for a, a one day conference. And the thing was opening at noon and the flight was supposed to land at like 1217. So yes. I'm sweating it out. Right. Like, oh, my God, are they going to shut off the Wi-Fi? I'm going to be below 10,000 feet and then I'm not yeah, going to get in. And, right. What's going to happen? Am I going to get the tickets? They landed, right. But then they landed early. <sighs> and so we're taxiing around on the tarmac because that airport is just enormous. OK. And so I go on my phone from the tarmac while I'm still taxiing and I'm like putting in my credit card number and everything like that. And as they're pulling up to the gate, I get like the ding, you know, you're confirmed. And then I had to give it back, of course, because it turns out I've got a family wedding because that's a, this, a cousin of my wife's is getting married in, of all places, Disneyland oh. on May the 4th because it's Star Wars Day. Ah, May the 4th be with you. Gotcha. Yeah. Exactly. Gotcha. Disneyland or Disney World? California uh, or Florida? No, Florida. 
Disney Florida. World. Okay. Disney World. Yes. To me, it's all the same thing. I, oh, you I shut do... your whore mouth. <laughs> they are not the same thing. I, I view Disney as the fourth Reich. Okay. You know, it's like, you know, I mean, you know, I'm, that's, I, I am not excited for this at all. When, when do you guys leave? When do you leave so, for the, the wedding? Well, not till Sunday. Well, so, so maybe we could still see you when we're there on Friday or Saturday then. Well, no, no, I'm saying the wedding is Saturday. Oh. So I don't think I'm going to leave Florida till Sunday. Oh, gotcha. When do you leave for Florida? That's what I'm trying to figure out whether it's going to, it's not going to be Saturday. It'll probably be Friday. All right. So I don't know when you're getting into town. We but, get into uh, town on Thursday. So there's a possibility that Thursday then could be a, a, a meetup. And I promise it won't be Chinese food. Although there's also, by the way, uh, conveyor belt sushi not far from the studio. Ooh. Fish. I know, I know. I know. They have so- too. Could I bring in like a hamburger and pay a corking fee? <laughs> That's a great idea. I never really <laughs> thought of that. <laughs> so, you know, for, you know, I mean, listen, uh, you know, for for somebody who doesn't exercise, you still get the blood circulating to your brain. And that's good. You know, <laughs> <laughs> he is pretty smart. I'll give him that. Yeah. No, moments. listen, I've seen, you know, I've seen it. And don't get me wrong. I'm a sci fi geek. I mean, you know, I, I'm I'm all in. Why do you think I'm General Zod? I mean, you oh, know. Yeah, I know. Yeah. And and you need to tell people. So so people that don't know, I mean, you. You are very well known in the Peloton community, but there's probably a couple people who don't know that your leaderboard name is General Zod. So just in case. I love the Superman story. Always did. But General Zod is not just like your garden variety bad guy. He's an antihero in a very special way because he was born and bred to protect his home planet at any cost, including breaking the law, which he ultimately did and got sent to the Phantom Zone. The best villains are the ones who think they're doing the right thing. And he is one of them. And I'm not talking like I'm the Michael Shannon General Zod. No, 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 no. no, no. I'm talking Terrence Stamp, 1979, Neil before Zod, which I saw in the movie theater, of course, (laughs) you know. And, you know, I mean, and so that's, you know, that's who I've been. And by the way, the thing is, it's not like I just came up for that with Peloton. I mean, you know, years ago when Siri started on the iPhone, I said, hey, Siri, call me General Zod. And it says, "Okay." (laughs) And if you you hit the button on my iPhone and say, who are you? It'll say your name is Jonathan. But since we're friends, I call you General Zod. (laughs) My email comes and it says General Zod, too, because that's who I am to my iPhone. (laughs) <laughs> i love it that's awesome you know and so yes you can find me i'm on facebook i'm on the leaderboard as general zod you know our questions better than we do i know yeah, well i've listened to the podcast once or twice i mean <laughs> and yet you 10 still ag- or 12 or and, 14 and, times and yet you still agree to be on or, it <laughs> you know i'm 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 on twitter as j bradlow md um, and you know, Facebook and in the usual Facebook groups. Well, thank you very, very much for taking the time yes, to do this. You. It's been lovely. You know, I, I thank you for, uh, giving me the time and, you know, listen, you know, Tom, 
I know that your VO2 max will be in negative numbers. You'll actually owe other people oxygen. (laughs) Okay. But you should really consider finding something you like to do that actually is exercise and doing that, even if it's not the bike. Does Crystal count? (laughs) <laughs> no she can't do it for you you don't that's not- average have a median household vo2 yeah that's not what i was getting at and, but go on and, 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 and yeah i'm definitely not going there okay, thank you, you know, but the, and 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 the last thing is if if you really want to know everything about your heart and stuff like that Get a VO2 max test. Go to a cardiologist and ask them to get to send you for a CPET where you wear the mask and everything like that. Yeah, because I did that. I got challenged by another Peloton rider who's a heart failure specialist at Montefiore. Okay, where I am. I'm in the Bronx. And um, and then the head of heart transplant wanted in. And I talked so much smack to him that he got hip pain and bailed that day. (laughs) And he had been my intern, you know, so like I knew him for a long time. And then but uh, the other the other person, the the heart failure specialist who challenged me, she's a Peloton rider. She's a big Wilpers, Dennis, et cetera. You know, she's Julia Shin, Julia Gulia. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You've seen her on the leaderboard. I have. So the two of us did a VO2 max contest. Which I have to say I did incredibly well on. And, you know, I, <laughs> well, I, of course you I, did. We heard about how you did your you took 30 minutes of air and made it into 53. So you are excellent right. at efficiently yeah, using no, your oxygen. 42 percent of my maximum predicted for my age and size and everything Holy like crap. that. And, you know, I had to I had to stop at the 21 percent grade on the treadmill because it was getting a little scary. but but then you find out your lactate threshold and all this other stuff which is incredibly cool i don't think i I, lactate i adjusted my heart rate zones because of it (laughs) well it is very very helpful i probably should go back and do another one i haven't done one in a couple of years so cool well thank you very much for taking time out of your day you're clearly busy yes (laughs) yeah well today is saturday i'm gonna do very little Good. Good for you. Enjoy yourself. Unless there's a fire, in which case I'm going to do a whole lot. (laughs) (laughs) Well, let's hope there's not. Yes. (laughs) Okie doke. All right. Well, thank you. And we will talk to you soon. Absolutely. (laughs) Bye-bye. Bye. So I just feel like a big fat loser after all that. that. He does a lot. I know. He's an amazing man. How lucky would you be if... Well, I mean, I guess you wouldn't be lucky if you're in a fire. But if once you were in the fire, how lucky would it be to have like a a doctor also be a fireman for you? That could come in handy one. That could. That could. Yeah. There's a lot. There's a lot that could come of that. Yes. Yeah. And either way, clearly you're in good hands with somebody who wants to take care of people. (laughs) That is true. That is absolutely true. So uh, what uh, what do you have in store for people next week? Next week, we're going to talk to Slim Chandra Shikar. Oh, okay. Slim is just an amazing man. I I can't summarize him in one sentence. So let me just say that uh, he is representing the 75 age range quite well. And if if you're if you have family members who you want to enjoy the bike or 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 the tread and they're not sure about it, you need to tune into this episode because this man will change your life about how you feel about uh it will change their life about what they feel their capabilities are at that age. A true renaissance man. He really is. Just a fascinating dude. 
I feel like dude's appropriate. <laughs> yeah. So if you felt like an underachiever this week, just wait till next week. Next week you will feel like an underachiever, but we're on a whole different level. So. <laughs> Not that it's a contest, but uh, I'm losing it. So. I, I think what you I think what you mean is they will be inspired. Sure, that's another way to look at it. And so and it's so glass half full, isn't it? Like I'm like some people are like that's inspiring, and then I'm over there like oh I'll never do that. <laughs> <laughs> I'll never be that guy. <laughs> so uh, anyway, that's uh, that's what you have to look forward to next week. So until then, where can people find you? People can find me at Facebook.com/slash Crystal D O'Keefe. They can find me on Instagram. Twitter or on the biker tread at Clipout Crystal. And you can find me on Twitter at Roger Kubert or on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Tom O'Keefe. You can find the show online at Facebook.com slash the Clipout. While you're there, join the group, stay up to date. Don't forget, while you're in front of your internet delivery device, you can find us on Apple Podcasts, rate, review, subscribe, or wherever you get your podcasts. Spotify, Google Play, Alexa. We're everywhere. <laughs> So that's it for this one. Uh, thanks for tuning in. And until next time, keep pedaling. And running.